Welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, where we partner with experts in the health, wellness, and nutrition field to deliver you an excellent variety of content based on real science, real facts, and real food. I'm your host, Daron. And I'm Nicole. And today, we're going to talk about five reasons your fitness journey has been unsuccessful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, episode number 37, Five Reasons Your Fitness Journey Has Been Unsuccessful. I think this is a very important topic because you're unsuccessful. So we need to <laughs> tell you what the fuck you need to change. Way to jump right into it, Daron. Let's just jump right into it. Nicole, okay. do you want to list the five or do you want? No, to you know, I one? hate when you do that. You asked me that on the 10 myths too. keep them listening one at a time. All right. Number hold one, your hold your breath, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> brace yourselves. Hold on to your seat because they're coming. They're coming one at a time. Nicole wants them one at a time. You know, I will say that <laughs> to get a little silly. Your typical man, you want it right out the gate all at once. And I'm the lady. That's Slow, it. Slow, one thing at a time. Take your time. Build up to it. What, what you are you want? even talking you about? You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> I want it all and I want it now. Yeah. And I would like you to slow and steady. Build it up. Well, <laughs> since we're talking about that, that brings me to number one. Okay. You're impatient as fuck. Yeah, well, there you go. Right out the gate. Right out the gate. You are impatient as fuck. I need you to understand that change takes a lot of time and a lot of work and a lot of effort. And there's going to be mistakes and bumps in the road. So you have to prepare yourself for those types of ups and downs. And I want to talk about habits. Because I want to talk about what you need to develop before weight loss or fat loss occurs or before you build muscle or whatever your fitness goal is, you feel better, right? Yeah. You need to make changes. Oftentimes, what I find is when speaking to a client, they get to a point where we've built, let's say, two habits and it took them a month to do that. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, I don't understand why I haven't lost a pound. Yeah. And my answer to that is because you've built two out of like 20 different habits that you need to build and develop in mm -hmm. order to be in a place where you're primed for hitting your goals. Yeah. Yeah. I think that word primed is really important because there are so many things that have to that you want to get started on that create lifestyle habits so that this is a long term, you know, lifestyle change. And it's not just a quick solution to the problem. And then you end up setting yourself back and having to start all over again. So I, I want to kind of give an example of that. So let me okay. give like the typical structure of coaching with clients. So mm -hmm. it's typically, okay, well, you're not consuming adequate protein. So let's create a list of proteins, like a protein cheat sheet. Mm -hmm. And you can choose from that and plug that into your meal. Right. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, let's say maybe it took you three weeks to actually get on board with that one habit. And then we throw another habit at you and we say, OK, great. Now let's focus on your fruits and vegetables 
And then Mm -hmm. we build, you know, that takes you maybe a week or two to build that habit. And then we start focusing on hydration and then we add in your starches and then we add in your healthy fat intake. And Mm -hmm. all of these things are taking you a period of time. And we haven't even really started focusing yet on whether or not you're in a calorie deficit, you're in a surplus, are you not eating enough? Are you eating too much? Are you eating too many sweets? On, on the weekends different than the week because you're negating your calorie deficit on the weekends and right. that's throwing off the balance, right? Are you still drinking alcohol consistently? Like there are so many factors that go into this and you need to just take a small bite of one mm-hmm. habit at a time. Try not to bite off more than you can chew. Just one at a time, build those habits over the course of months. To me, the habits are way more important than the results because the habits are going to yield the results. And if you don't get those habits down, that's never going to yield a result. So what you should focus on as your wins are the habits that you're developing over a period of time, not Mm -hmm. what the scale looks like, what your measurements look like, what your body fat looks like. All of those things are going to come in time, but you need to have those habits down first. Yeah. And I think even breaking down a little further, like when you just talk about protein intake and making a protein cheat sheet or a list of proteins that you love, being able to utilize those proteins means you have to plan. Yeah, you need to be patient and you you need to understand that this doesn't happen overnight. This is going to take time. Listen, it didn't take you a day to get here. It's not going to take you a day to get out of it. Yeah. You have to be patient with yourself and you have to develop the habits. Other habits that you could be thinking about is, am I getting adequate steps? Am I focused on my non-exercise activity thermogenesis? Am I moving around a lot throughout the day? Am I sedentary throughout the day? Am I am getting I in all weights? my, yeah, am I getting in all my workouts? All yeah. of those things need to be in place before you can, maybe not all of them, but a large majority of those things need to be in place before you can. The ones that you're the most weak or the ones that you're missing, I guess. Yeah. And then the other thing I'll say is it depends on what your goal is, right? If your goal is to build lean mass, that's going to take a significant amount more time Mm -hmm. than if your goal is weight loss or fat loss. Yeah. You can lose fat in three, four, six months, but to build a significant amount of muscle, that's going to take you years. Yeah. So just buckle down, take a deep breath, stop being impatient, trust the process, because Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes here's what happens when you get impatient you stop trusting the process. And then that's when you start getting all scattered and you say, oh, well, you know what? I have a friend that's doing keto and that seems like a good idea. And then you try keto for three or four weeks and you're unsuccessful doing that. And then you try intermittent fasting and then you try the carnivore diet and then you try the zone diet and then you try the paleo (laughs) diet and then you try what what else can I I'm trying to name them all list them all. It's the shiny new penny theory, right? Like you're going on track and things are trucking along and you're building on your habits. And then you have like, I call it the in-between phase, like three weeks of just trying to maintain the habit, right? So during the maintenance of a new habit, you start looking around and thinking, well, maybe I should try this because I'm in this maintenance position here. And Drone and Nicole just tell me to keep mimicking this habit every week in practice, but nothing's really changing. So maybe I should try something different and you get off track and that pulls you away for a couple of weeks. Ooh, a shiny penny. Look, this influencer just posted fit tea or a detox. And (laughs) you know what? I can let me try that. They promised me I'd lose 30 pounds in seven days in seven days. (laughs) All right. So habits, habits are everything. Don't be impatient and focus on them.
Yes. The next thing we're going to dive into number two in our five reasons your fitness journey has been unsuccessful is you're not fully committed to your program. Oh, this is such a big one. Darone, I I will do anything, Darone. Well, I just anything you tell me, Darone. No, it's I'm not ready even that. to go. It's not even that. It is it's, that. It's Darone. I've been following the program and I'm That's not getting it. results. That's and then I just start list and then I go off and I start listing all of the things that we talked about. And yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, how do you think you're doing with your program? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing everything you told me to. And then you look at it and it's a mess and it's a clusterfuck. And it's the same shit that you did when you started. You have to be real with yourself on your commitment to your program and what you're actually adhering to. Yeah, you can't fool yourself. You can't yeah, you have your program. And you can't like you can't half ass your program and expect to be successful. It's just not going to work. You, you're you either all in on your program and all in on your results, just like your career. Treat it like that. This is what I say all the time. You come in on time to work. You do the job. You get you make deadlines. You do everything you need to do there. You need to treat that the same. Mm-hmm. You need to treat the program that you're following the same. I do my workouts on a schedule. I eat on a schedule. I'm getting adequate protein. I'm hitting my deadlines and I'm hitting my metrics for all the things that I need to do on a day to day basis. That is being fully committed to your program. I'm getting my steps in. I'm moving around throughout the day. You treat it like, are you going to half ass raising your kids? (laughs) I mean, some parents might. It might, but no, I'm just kidding. And and then they fool themselves and they don't know why their kids are running around like fucking maniacs. (laughs) But no, you but can't. it's you're right. It, you got to you have to make the commitment and time management is a big piece to this. You know, if you're not one thing is being committed, but the next thing is really making it a priority. It has to be a priority your schedule, yeah. right? You wake up in the morning every morning. You get the kids ready for school. You feed them. You get them on the bus and then you go about your day. You do that same thing every single day because you're committed to your family. That same level of commitment you need to apply to whatever your goal is. And this is the thing that's really interesting. When you do commit to everything and it starts to work, this is a piece that I find to be really like on the lifestyle. If this has to now be your new lifestyle, the commitment to it has to now be long term because a lot of people will commit to it for even one year, create amazing change and then be like, "Okay, I hit the goal. I don't have to work out anymore or I don't have to worry about my macros. Like you don't want to worry about everything at the same intense level. You can, you know, start to peel back a bit, but you do have to keep in mind that this is now the new way of living in order for this to be the new body or the new health space that you're living in. You have to commit in or out. I think also you have to be realistic with yourself in terms of what you're willing to commit that time to. Well, yeah, that's what I mean when I first said Darona willing to do anything like everybody comes in with that intensity at the beginning because they really do. I believe clients when they say that they really do want to do anything. But when you look at back to number one with patience and habits, when you look at all the things that you really do have to create in terms of change, it can be overwhelming. Yeah. And I, and I think oftentimes people don't think about what that commitment is going to take and what it's yeah. going to be like. And it's a lot of changes going on that that you need to go through. And it's a lot of like deep down changes that that I mean, you've got to really dig deep to make those changes. 
Yeah, and they're embedded in to the way you live life. So before you start your program, maybe creating a list of habits, knowing the habits that you need to change and what you're going to be able to adhere to right out of the gate. It's, hey, I need a, I'm going to get in 100 grams of protein per day or I'm going to have half my body weight in ounces of water per day, or I'm going to get 10,000 steps in a day, or I'm going to uh, hit my fiber goal, which is 14 grams for every thousand calories that I'm eating. Right. So, you know, create a list of potential habits that you think you need to change in order to achieve your goal. And just circle the ones that on a scale of one to 10 are going to be the easiest to adhere to 10 being I can absolutely do that without a problem. One being I absolutely can't do that and just commit to those small changes. And eventually those ones will become fives and the fives will become eights and the eights will become tens. Anywhere from an eight to 10 is something that you can start working on right now, but really assess your level of commitment and see what you're willing to change right now instead of just trying to say, okay, I'm just going to commit to everything or unrealistically having this expectation that this process is going to be easy and you're not going to have to commit time to it and you're Mm -hmm. not going to have to commit energy into it and you're not going to have to put thought into it. You have to come in with a plan. Yeah, well, this goes back to patience. So once you create that list and pick those habits, then you have to patiently let everything happen. All right. So number three, you're not being kind to yourself. You have negative beliefs around what you're capable of. Yeah. If you can't visualize yourself in a place, you are never going to get to that place. And that goes for anything in life. If you want a successful career and you want to climb up the corporate ladder, or if you want to start your own business, Mm -hmm. you have to visualize yourself already there. And if you don't believe that you're already there or you have negative beliefs about your own self and your capability in terms Mm -hmm. of being there, you're not going to get there. So one of the first things that I often tell clients is, can you visualize yourself there? Or I'll ask them, can you visualize yourself there? And if you can't, oh boy, you're in trouble. Yeah. You really have to be able to see into the future in order to get there. A lot of people feel like they can't, I shouldn't say can't do it, but they can't visualize or think about what it would be like in that new lifestyle. And so there's a lot of self-sabotaging behavior that leads to the habit building and the patience we were talking about for the first two that don't allow you to fully get to a place where you feel like it's it's ever going to happen, I guess. I just had this conversation with a client not two days ago, and I she said to me, I feel like every time I get a couple of habits down and I keep going, I think I, I, this is so silly. I'm never going to get this weight off. Why bother? That's like the internal dialogue in her head. And so then what does she do? She drops. She doesn't walk for a couple of days and she stops doing the things that are going to get her there. Yeah. Well, so that that goes with the next piece that I I wanted to talk about is negative self-dialogue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, talking to yourself in an unfriendly way and saying, you know, we're always so hard on ourselves. But these things that we tell ourselves like we wouldn't tell a friend. Right. We would tell a friend that's trying to achieve a goal. Yeah, you got this. Go for it. You've got tons of support behind you. You're totally capable of doing this. And then you turn around and with your own goals, you tell yourself, I suck. I can't do this. Who am I to even Mm -hmm. deserve this? I think is is a huge piece. And I've 
I've had that experience both with myself and with clients is that you kind of have that imposter syndrome and you're like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not capable of doing this. Right. That's a real thing. And I think yeah. a lot of people suffer from this imposter syndrome and they don't realize that that is huge and rampant. And so many people have the same thing. So other people, when you look on the outside and you look at other people and you're like, oh, man, they're so thin or they're so muscular or they're so lean and they look so or they great. achieve the goal, whatever and, the goal is. And they and they look like they look at other people like they have it all together. Mm-hmm. Right. And I want that person's thought process. That person is going through the same thing that you're yes. going through in their mind. Yeah. But the difference is they don't listen <laughs> to that dialogue in their mind or they have tools and strategies that help them through it. And so this brings us to why coaching is so important. Having someone as a coach that you meet with week to week that can help you work through some of these thoughts, help you work through some of the negative dialogue and redirect you is, I think, one of the most beneficial pieces to having a coach. You and I both have head coaches ourselves and we do this for a living. That brings me to with with the coaching thing is having a coach with you helps you to recognize the small victories and to celebrate those things along with you. You know, I think when when like in your case, Nicole, when you were talking about your client, it's I take three steps forward and oh, Mm -hmm. this is silly. This is not enough. Like because it's not major change. Right. Then I suck because I haven't really gotten that far. But if you just stop for a moment after, let's say, three months of being on a plan and stop focusing on everything that you have to do moving forward and start focusing on everything that you've done already and accomplished, you'll be ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. You'll be you'll be like, oh, man, look at all I've accomplished in this short period of time. What more can I accomplish moving forward? Yeah, if I keep going, I'll do this. And if I stay, if I stop, then I'm just going to and I'll stay right here. This is why the coaching process, when we've talked about this in previous episodes of the documentation that a coach makes for a client, like all the things that I list on my notes in my, my sessions, I will type them all up or put them in a spreadsheet and send them to a client when they have moments like this. This is what I did for my client a couple of days ago. I said, look at all the things that you and I, that I have highlighted that you've completed, that you forgot that we did, you know, cause in her mind, we're just counting calories and we're tracking protein and this and that, but I'll, I'll write sentences down that she'll say to me, like, I fit into this pair of jeans that I couldn't fit into. I bought a new pair of summer shorts. She did that a couple of weeks ago. Like all these things that she forgets about that I've documented. And then I send it in kind of like a little um, card with a highlight. And these are the things that you've done so far. Take a look. And it brightens up her whole day. She was like, wow, I I forgot about those shorts and the things that I've already done. So a coach can help you through all those things. You know, you know, what's crazy that you mentioned that because oftentimes what I'll find is a client will one week celebrate victories and say, I bought a smaller pair of pants. And then the following week, they'll be like, I'm shitty. I did horrible. Right. And it's like a bad week. Right. And what I'll say about that is that you often have to if you have an emotion, like don't have a reaction, just sit with that emotion for mm-hmm. a few days and let that pass and say, OK, well, is this is this just me resorting to my old self that doesn't think that I'm capable, that doesn't mm-hmm. think that I'm worthy? Or is this 
uh, you know, actually something that is I should be concerned about. And typically it's the former. It's not something you need to be concerned about. It's just a reaction. And it's you resorting to kind of that inner child telling yeah. you, who do you think you are? Like <laughs> sticking his tongue out at you, right? Just kind of resorting to that old self, right? You have to also realize that in this process, you're creating a new you mentally as well. Exactly. So exactly. So in in part of that, like that's where the real hard work, like that's yeah. the meat and potatoes. And if you're not mm -hmm. focusing on that or thinking about it in that way, then you should really start to shift your mindset of, I'm evolving as a person and this is part of my journey. And this is where I always say your nutrition and your life and your mental health and, you know, everything in your life is all intertwined and interconnected together. It's not separate. It's not that you're just focusing on your nutrition. You're focusing on bettering yourself as a human being in this process and in this journey. I can't tell you how many times and myself included where I've seen people go through this transition in fitness, but their body's not the only thing that changes. Their oh, confidence yeah. level changes. They become their future selves. They become the person that they want to be. And they establish these habits that they can have this kind of skill transfer from mm. one area in fitness into other areas of their life. If you can buckle down in one area of your life and be super successful doing that, you are perfectly capable of doing in other areas of your life. And this is what used to drive me nuts when I was in Chestnut Hill coaching like these people who were these crazy surgeons and these CEOs and CFOs of companies. And they're so successful in one area of their life. Those habits are there. You just have to transfer those habits into another right. area to be successful in another area of your life. Yeah. But it's hard because they, you know, you get a surgeon, he believes he's successful to do surgery, but he doesn't believe he's successful to lose 10 pounds. I find that really interesting in terms of the psyche and the mind as to why one part of him can believe that he can do that task, which is to me, obviously way more challenging than, you know, creating a habit to eat protein and uh, be in a deficit to lose weight. But this is what's also important in this is not everybody's great at everything. For someone that can be a brilliant doctor or surgeon to not have the same type of mental capacity for other aspects like losing weight, it's just a, it's just a shift in perspective of each of well, those tasks, right? Here's, here's what I'll say about that, though. And this goes back to your impatient as fuck. Like if mm -hmm. you're a successful surgeon or you're a successful CEO and like, you know, you went to school, you got your MBA, you did, you know, you did all these things. It took you what a lifetime to get there. Right. 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 So, so that's where it's like, you just have to give it time and you have to develop those habits and transfer those habits into another area of your life. Now, I'm not saying that that's always the case. I do. I have had clients that it's just like a smooth transition where they're like, okay, cool. Yeah, I've worked course. hard in my life in this area. I can do this. I just have to work hard and they understand the value of the hard work that has to go into it. Yeah. But I just think it's interesting in the sense that where your belief lies. Like uh, we talk about this all the time. And every, literally every coaching session that I have with clients, I'm like, where's your belief in your mind system right now today when we enter this session? That's one of my questions that I ask when we get started. And so it, that runs from, I'm feeling great today. I'm kind of feeling shitty today. I don't know if I can do this today. 
I can take on the world today. You know, it depends. So because that's going to be different every time you enter each day, then you have to be prepared to, you know, push through. Yeah, but I, I think the part of the negative self-dialogue versus positive self-dialogue, if you practice positive self-dialogue, you'll be more likely to kind of train yourself to get out of those negative thoughts of I can't. Right. Yeah. And that takes time and practice. So you just really have to practice being kind to yourself and practice positive self-dialogue. That's going to be beneficial for you. If you're kind to yourself, you're going to feel good about yourself. Yeah. And have support. That would be my second piece to that. You can practice and practice and practice, but it's really great to have a community of people that are behind you, whether it be family, your coach, people at the gym, coworkers, whatever, whoever you can surround yourself to keep you positive. That could probably be like a number six. We could. I know. Community. You, don't, you don't have a support system. Yeah. Well, it's right. added on. See, that's why you keep them working. So six reasons your fitness journey <laughs> has been unsuccessful. All right, let's get into number four. Okay. You're not planning ahead. And this one drives me fucking bonkers. I know, but people live in fast pace. If you I have no time. If you are planning the more if you're planning your day the morning of, it's already too late. Now, in terms of planning, I'm gonna tell you what you need to be planning. Your planning includes grocery shopping, meal prepping, finding recipes, prioritizing time for workouts, prioritizing time for self-care activities, literally scheduling those things, planning your sleep schedule, planning what time you're going to wake up. If you're not planning those things, nothing is going to change. If you go into, and this is what drives me nuts when clients do this, I look at their food journal and I immediately know that you haven't planned because either you're eating out all the time or it just looks thrown There's together. There's like weird food combinations together. It, yeah, and it, <laughs> and, it, and it just looks, it looks like a, a kid's messy bedroom. Yeah. Like that's what their food journal looks like. And I'm immediately like, are you planning? Yeah, yeah, I'm planning. Okay. When did you plan? Did you plan at your meal at that time or did you plan the day before? Like mm -hmm. I, I, I've, then then it comes out that, OK, well, you didn't plan. Right. Yeah. So oftentimes what I'll say is, hey, here's what I want you to do to plan for tomorrow. And this is the food related piece. I want you to log in your food journal the day before and plug in all of your meal times and put those meals together. Mm -hmm. So that way, when you go into the next day, all you have to do is execute on that plan that you set forward. Yeah. Now, maybe a wrench will be thrown in your day, but that's not going to happen every day. Right. And also, if there is a wrench thrown in your day, have a plan B on your plan. Right. That's the backup plan. OK, well, I couldn't really get a meal in with chicken and rice and vegetables, but I had yogurt because I went grocery shopping and I ate mm -hmm. that instead. Yeah. Or I had something for a snack. I had a protein bar ready. I had protein powder protein packed shake. with me, yeah. like whatever it is. You really need to start taking your day and planning ahead of time. It's like if you're going to go on vacation to another country, are you going to have an itinerary or are you just going to get there and figure it out when you get there? I think some people are different. This is why I like planning. I, I mean, I'm obviously we're obviously planners, but I think for some of my clients that aren't as not as good at planning that far in advance, I will have them have a plan B, like you just mentioned, all the things to have on hand. It's like, OK, well, if you didn't plan a lunch, then at least know three spots 
around your work area that you can go to that you can get something that's still healthy and fits within whatever the structure of your plan is. So if you forget your lunch or you choose not to bring something like you don't want to think about bringing your lunch that day, where are the three places around your work that you know you can get something that still is a healthy option? So you have a plan B to your regular plan. If you don't have that and you go with nothing, that's when you make shitty choices. And even if you do make a shitty choice, get right back on the plan the next meal, not the next day, well, even the next always, meal, right? I say this all the time. You're always one meal away from getting right back on track. Yeah. You're not, you know, I use the analogy of you're driving on the highway and you re- you turn the wheel and you're you're starting to go on kind of that rumble strip. Yeah, right? because you're off road a little bit and yeah, you know, it's bumpy and that's like a warning, like, hey, warning, you're off the road. Yeah. And you're not going to just go crash in a tree. So why would you do that with your nutrition and your fitness plan where if you fall off track a little bit, you're just like, oh, fuck it. And you crash into a tree. Well, that's because you have negative beliefs. You're impatient as fucking, <laughs> you know, all the things that that's, we've listed it's, prior. That's, that's nonsensical. Like, why right. would you do that? Right. And what I'll leave with on the planning ahead is the five P's of success are proper preparation prevents poor performance. Mm -hmm. That's something that I heard from uh, Kai Green years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those of you who don't know Kai Green, professional bodybuilder, guy's a beast. But he used to say that all the time about his meal prep and his workouts and planning his day and structuring everything right is proper preparation prevents poor performance in anything that you do. So just come into your day ready to attack, ready with a plan. If you're not planning, you're just being last minute. Stop being last minute with your life. Yeah. Last but not least, number five on our list of five reasons your fitness journey has been unsuccessful. You don't have a lifestyle mindset. Mm -hmm. You're thinking of this change as a temporary change. Yes. And that is all it's going to be. And Nicole, that's like what you referenced earlier when you talked about you hit the goal and then you're like, cool, I don't need to exercise anymore and Mm -hmm. I don't need to eat right and I don't need to do anything. You want to think about these as long term sustainable changes. And if you make a change that you don't think is a long term sustainable change, then that's not the right change for you to make. Yeah, it's so true. You have to realize that change takes a lot of time and a lot of work. Like I said before, you didn't get here overnight. And you won't get out of it overnight. Mm -hmm. So start thinking of, okay, I'm I'm shifting my mindset to I'm trying to change my life. I'm trying to change myself. I'm trying to be a better human being. And this is part of it because eating better and exercising regularly is part of being a better human being. So start Mm -hmm. thinking about that as I'm doing this for myself, for my life. Yeah, this is who I with my clients. I say, this is who you are now. You are the person that exercises four days a week. This is who you are now. You are the person that plans ahead and goes to the grocery store every Sunday. This is who you are now. You're the person that stretches when you finish your workout. This is who you are now. You're the person that eats 100 grams or whatever it is of protein per day, because this is the lifestyle and who you are now moving forward, not for three months. And you are that annoying person in a restaurant that asks Uh. how many (laughs) ounces of chicken comes with that meal. And you may annoy the waiter or waitress, but I'm fine with that. Yeah. And listen, you know, as long as you I say this all the time, as long as you're kind to the person and, and are asking questions from a health perspective and 
I, Mike, I have a client that always goes into a, like when she goes into a restaurant, she'll look at the menu kind of beforehand and have an idea. And then when she sits down and the waiter or waitress comes over and says, you know, what will you be having tonight? She, she'll say, I'm on a health journey to better my body and my mind. And I looked at the menu ahead of time. And these are the things I'm thinking. And she has like a nice dialogue with the person. She said, I've never had an issue when I present it that way, instead of kind of being like, what, what do you cook that with? And, you know, she kind of lets them know that this is it and they get excited for her. And then any good waiter or waitress is, knows the menu, right? And is, will say, hey, if you haven't thought of this, maybe you should try this. People want you to be successful. People want you to have a good experience. So if you're kind and open about and authentic about what your plan is and what you're trying to accomplish, you'll get that in return. Yeah. And I think it's also powerful for putting it out in the universe and telling yeah. people your intentions. You're setting your intentions and you're putting it out there. Right. So mm -hmm. by you telling the waiter or waitress that, hey, I'm on a uh, I'm on a health kick or I'm on a uh, I'm on my fitness journey and you know I'm trying to better myself. You're you're vocalizing need your help. You're yeah. vocalizing those positive things that you're trying to change, which goes back to your positive self dialogue. Yeah. Or positive yeah. external dialogue, whatever that may be. Whatever. <laughs> Exactly. Do we want to do a recap? Yeah. So I'm just going to leave it on this note is the reverse of why you're being unsuccessful is how to be successful. Yes. Be patient. Be committed to your program. Be kind to yourself. Plan ahead and think with a lifestyle mindset and find support. We'll add that one in just extra and have a support system. Yes. Yes. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe, give us five stars, share this with a friend, and you'll hear us next week. 